Oh, Donica, look at this. Twitter loves my new show. Yeah, one person is saying that maybe you should... Look, 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 look they love my style of presenting. Include the guests a little bit more, Mario, and, and me a little bit. Ah, listen, Mario is the real star of the clubhouse. You can say that again. Mario is the real star of the clubhouse. <laughs> it's brilliant. And welcome to everyone at home and here in the clubhouse. Tonight we have a bunch of flankers on the show. He was voted Young Player of the Year and is a current Irish international. Josh van der Fleer is here. Yes. Capped 35 times for Ireland. Ulster legend Stephen Ferris shares his special moments. And a World Cup winner voted Sportswoman of the Year and said to have reinvented the women's game, England's Maggie Alfonsi. Uh, listen, will we bring our first guest out? No, I can't wait. Okay, our first guest is a fantastic guest and a fantastic example for all young players trying to break into the national team. And he's as tough as Teak. Josh van der Fleer, everyone. Yeah. Uh, Josh, welcome to the Josh, the only reason you're here tonight is because uh, you're injured, so we're delighted. Um, <laughs> where are you with your recovery? Um, yeah, well, I obviously heard it last week, so just doing... Uh, it's actually interesting at the moment. I'm doing a bit of prehab and stuff, so... Um, What's prehab? Doing a few squats and that kind of thing, trying to build up the muscle in the legs and then hopefully getting surgery in the next couple of weeks then. So it's, it's a funny enough... Uh, Funny off thing to do, just kind of working for nothing, and then so I'll be, I'm walking around fine with this, and then get surgery, and I won't be walking for a while. So it's uh, strange having to do that, but yeah, just working away at that at the moment, and then looking forward to surgery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, that work you're doing will buy you time on the other side, won't it? You're you're getting ready for op, so that yeah, uh, yeah. So I was I was told by the physios um, the best, as good as it comes in, is as good as it'll come out, kind of thing. So. Yeah. If, it's, uh, if you have a really good uh, leg and knee coming into the surgery, then it's going to be better afterwards. So that's, okay. that's kind of what I'm working okay. towards. And come here, um, Josh van der Fleer, fantastic name. Great name. Unbelievable name. name. <laughs> I, like, I was even reading a bio, your dad's name is even better. What's your dad's name? Dirk. Dirk oh, van der Fleer. What a name. <laughs> 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 It's actually my, it's actually my middle name as Dirk well. Is, so your yeah. name is Josh Dirk so van der Fleer. I got the oh, gold bit, yeah. Josh or Dirk van der Fleer. Dirk van der Fleer. Yeah, I've seen a movie with Dirk van der Fleer. <laughs> <laughs> but, so when I, I'm so stupid because when, I, when you first came on the scene, I went, oh, that's a great new South African player that we've got from South Africa. But of course, that's not true. Tell us about your background. Yeah, so uh, my grandparents are Dutch. They moved over, on my dad's side, they moved over in the 1950s. Um, my granddad set up a radiator factory over here. Wow. Random enough. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then my dad was born here and then married a girl from Kilkenny, which is my mum. And then here I am. Oh, nice. the name, yeah. yeah. Great background. Surprised you never took up her. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wish I had now. It's a good sport. Okay, your favourite Six Nations moment, Josh. You've chosen. 
Yeah, uh, first cap against England yeah, in, uh, in Twickenham, so that was a pretty special moment. Yeah, so describe the sort of, describe the day, the feeling maybe, the... Uh, very, very, very nervous. Um, I was so, so nervous. I kind of, you have all these doubts. Well, I did anyway. I don't know yeah. if it was like that for other players, but yeah. you don't know. Like I kind of heard before, a lot of players have told me um, Pro 14 is at 60% of intensity. Wow. Then European Cups, 80%. And yeah. then uh, and then international is, that's 100%. Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of thinking, I don't know, those European Cup games are pretty tough. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able for that. But uh, yeah, so it was nice to... It was good to kind of get the first cap, get an experience of it, and then yeah. be like, oh, I can actually, I can actually do this. Um, okay. And it was a pretty special moment uh, on the kickoff because you're kind of like, because you're working all week, you're like, don't get injured, whatever you've been named in the team, do not get injured. Um, and then once once the ball's kicked off, yeah. you've got your cap and you can kind of relax a bit. And was there were your parents in the stand or? They were parents were watching. My brother actually flew over from America um, just for two days to come and watch, yeah. and then he fl flew straight back again. And uh, it's a pretty cool moment yeah. during the anthem. First time I was uh, singing the anthem in an international, and straight across from me, I could see my uh, my uncle and my cousin. Yeah, actually made see, eye contact. Yeah, I could oh, see them. And I kind God. of during the anthem, I kind of nodded, and the two of them nodded back. So that was a pretty uh, Out of very, very special moment. Yeah, it was literally straight in my eye line. Oh, I couldn't miss them. Do you remember much of it, or is it a blur? Uh, I remember a good bit of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose straight afterwards, it was kind of just thinking. Oh, I was obviously devastated. We lost the game, um, and you're kind of thinking, what could I have done better? Was I good enough? Am I going to get in yeah. trouble on Monday in the review? This kind of thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, but. Um, yeah, there's a few few special moments I remember, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Oh. What's going on with the red hat? Um, oh, yeah, I, I like it. I, I, it's good colour, good core. Color. <laughs> it's not monster related, don't worry. <laughs> don't, 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 don't worry about monster. It's good core. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I I always like wearing a scrum cap. I like a tackling and stuff. I feel a bit comfortable uh, wearing it. And then uh, Wicklow colour, Wicklow colours are got red in them. And then my school was blue and red, so. Yeah, um, just kind of started wearing a red scrum cap in school. Yeah, you actually you actually mentioned tackling. You you hold the record for the most tackles made in a Heineken Cup match. Uh, Pro fourteen game. Pro fourteen game. Yeah, so it was thirty four tackles. Yeah, you like tackling. I do. I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, my dad used to always tell me stories about tackling because that was his favorite bit as well. It'd be my favorite bit of the game as well. And uh, like bedtime stories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, Two years old, just listening to how to tackle people. So it's a strange upbringing, but uh, yeah, I've always always enjoyed. So three tackling. little pigs and stuff would turn into stories yeah. about tackling and yeah, yeah. And the little red riding are tackling them. Yeah, <laughs> and of course, one more, one more incredibly special thing about Josh, folks, is that he played on the team that beat the All Blacks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm jealous of that one. Yeah. I, yeah, we played him for 10 years, always got beaten by 80 points. He rocks up first game, boom. Where were you when you were watching that match? I was watching it at home with my little girls, yeah. Yeah. It was great. Hopping up and down like I actually, uh, yeah, it was just one of those brilliant moments where you get to be a fan and just really enjoy it because we, we were brilliant. We were okay. brilliant. Fantastic. Okay, Josh, absolutely brilliant to have you on the show. Josh van der Fleer, everyone. <laughs> guest was a powerful back row for Ulster, Ireland and the Lions. Please welcome Stephen Ferris, everybody! <laughs> Stephen, welcome. Oh, you're horse. Oh, 
are we doing? <laughs> okay, now we have a boy band. There you go. <laughs> this is it. You Ferris. light up my life like nobody else. Actually, we were talking about how brilliant uh, <laughs> Josh van der Fleer's name is, and his dad being Dirk van der Fleer, and Donica, of course, is, hates being laboured with. Is that right? And Donica. What is it? What is it? What do you become when you come, go to Japan? Donichiwa. <laughs> or even France, or anywhere outside Cork. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, you're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Good. Would it be fair to say that uh, in rugby circles you'd be famously known as opinionated? Uh, possibly. What, what would give you that idea? Just reading bits and pieces about you. <laughs> straight talking. Yeah, first. straight talking. Yeah. Um, I played with a lot of honesty, integrity, and um, I think I come across uh, like that when I speak about obviously Ulster on a Friday night, whether it be in the Kingspan Stadium or Ireland playing the Viva Stadium or whoever. Um, I tend to, Donegal always have called it as, yeah. as I see it. And I think for me, um, on the other side of the fence now, I more or less speak what our chat that all the fans sitting in the crowd are kind of thinking. So I kind of put myself in the fan shoes mm -hmm. and go, Right, they've lost three or four line outs here. What is that fan in the middle of that crowd thinking? He is not happy. He's going, what's going on with this line out? Do you know, so for me, I kind of take that information and then put it into what I'm going to say when I get asked the questions about it. Right. Okay, what do you think of the current Irish team then? <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, bit of a blow that Josh van der Fleer is now out, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, no, they're, the Irish rugby's on the crest of a wave. They've got a lot of momentum behind them. They haven't lost since Wales last year in the Six Nations. Um, what's that, nine games in the bounce. Yeah. I just think we're in a really, really good place. Um, Joe seems to be getting the best out of every player that he picks. He's got a few headaches, I think, ahead of, ahead of the Welsh game. Uh, obviously, Robbie Henshaw now out injured, uh, but we'll, we'll wait and see. But it's just brilliant. The whole of Ireland is getting behind the team and, and, and the lads, and I think uh, there's a real good positivity vibe about, which is great. You've been outspoken in the past, though. Um, you mentioned Joe Schmidt there, but you're you slightly critical. <laughs> you're slightly critical of the the Zebo situation, for example. Yeah. Give us a. Um, well, like if I, if I was still playing my rugby within Ireland, I would still be expected to be picked for Ireland. So when he hadn't even said that he had signed for somebody else, but he wasn't selected for Ireland, even though he was probably the informed fullback, I think that was. Um, you know, I think Joe kind of made a statement to say, right, Tag Furlong's contract's up, um, Peter O'Mahony's contract, CJ Stander, Rory Best, Ian Henderson, all these guys were up in the air. If he didn't make a stand then, then a few of the other boys might make a decision to go across the water and try and still get picked. But I think it was a little bit petty. I think when you're still playing, you're still representing the Munster jersey with pride, passion, enthusiasm, week in, week out, you're putting on your body on the line for your province. Why can't you represent your country? So. And why are you not clapping, Josh? <laughs> Stop. Leave <laughs> Josh alone, face. Don't poison him. What about, what about the general rule then? If you're playing abroad, he won't pick you. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah. Um, it just it got to me slightly. Like Simon's a good guy. I'd be I'd say I'd be friends with him. I've played a number of times over the years, and I just think the way it was all kind of handled. Um, but here, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Look yep. at the way it's all panned out now. Guys have signed on the dotted line. Uh, but moving away, uh, I think you might have an exception or two, like Johnny Sexton. Yeah. Uh, but at the minute, I think we've got a good player group, player pool within Ireland to choose from. Mm. Um, and hopefully Joe sticks to that. Okay, fair enough. Okay, your favourite Six Nations moment? 
Uh, Tommy Bow Try 2009. Yes, okay. We don't actually need a description anymore because all we need to do is enjoy this. To O'Gara. Run for Tommy Bow to chase. It's worked well. What a start for Ireland. One try leads to another. Tommy Bow. Where were you? Where were you when that tried? Yeah. What was happening with you? Because you were going through something pretty special yeah, as well. Yeah, my emotions were all over the place. Yeah. Started that game, started all the games in 2009, uh, seven minutes in. Martin Williams, fly, kicked the ball. Also, my finger had to go off. Get, didn't get back on. Sitting in the change rooms, head in my hands, ball my eyes out. Oh, it's over. And then I went, I need to get out and support the lads. Got back out, supported the lads, sitting on the bench yeah. with my hand like this. I was going, go on, Tommy! Go on, Tommy, why? <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. And he heard for the line, he got the score. So, yeah, oh, I'm just em- glad it was that Mixed emotions, you know. Really mixed Yeah, yeah. Was it this one? Yeah. <laughs> Josh, what age were you in 2009? 2009, I was 16. Oh, Jesus. Oh, did you watch it? Uh, I did, yeah. Oh, wow. I can't remember where now, I'd say yeah. at home, but. Yeah, I was a special, bawling, special I was, moment. Yeah, I was bawling my eyes out in Smith. Do you know what I loved about it? Tommy, Tommy didn't celebrate the try afterwards. We all ran up to kind of celebrate with him, but he was playing with the Ospreys at the time, and yeah. he, he knew an awful That's lot of those one, lads. Yeah. So he didn't want to actually uh, kind of rub it in a bit. Yeah. So but he wasn't, it was because he was absolutely knackered. <laughs> <laughs> he was so tired. That's the truth, too. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, thank you, Stephen Ferris. Stephen Ferris, everyone. Nice to see you. Thank you. Normally at this time of the show, we ask one guest to have some fun in a special quiz. Uh, Both Alan Quinlan and Ronan O'Gara played Munster Mind. So this week, Stephen, in your honour, we're playing Ulster Mind. Good call. Good call. Man and ball, here we go. (laughs) There's UV in that hit. Wished. And your name? Stephen. And your occupation? Don't know. <laughs> Stephen, I don't know. You have one minute on the subject of Ulster, starting now. Name the only Ulster player who toured with the Lions in 2009. Stephen Ferris. Correct. Oh. Who made their Ireland debut in 2006 against the Pacific Islanders? Stephen Ferris. In speaking, having made his debut in 2005, who was the most capped Ulster rugby player? Trimby! Oh. Andrew Trimble. Andrew Trimble. Right. <laughs> Hugh O'Neill and Red Hugh O'Connell left Ulster for mainland Europe in 1607. This famous event became known as what? Uh, pass. The Flight of the Earls. In what, year, in what year did the plantation of Ulster begin? Uh, 1801. 1609. <laughs> close, close. It is rumoured you like to strap on weights. <laughs> while doing chin-ups. What is the maximum weight you have strapped on during a chin-up? 75 kgs. Correct. What oh, Ulster wait. band had a hit with teenage kicks? Um, sorry? Undertones. Undertones. For a bonus point, can you sing it? No. <laughs> what would you add to a full Irish breakfast to make it an Ulster fry? Um, black pudding. No, the answer is potato bread or a soda farl. Final question, actually. (laughs) What momentous event in the history of Ulster rugby happened on 12th of August 2017? My marriage? Yes.
He was on the cliff and he got teetered on the cliff. It's getting very warm in here. It was like it was like one of those political debates when they're going your my marriage. <laughs> no, my marriage. No, we welcome true rugby royalty. She has won seven. That is right, seven. Uh, Six Nations winners medals, six of which were Grand Slams, everybody. She won the Sunday Times Sportswoman of the Year, World Player of the Year by the Rugby Union Writers Club, and was inducted into the World Rugby Hall of Fame. Let's hear it and meet the unbelievable Maggie Alfonsi, everyone. You've had an unbelievable record, an unbelievable career, six Grand Slams in seven years. Just soak that in, six Grand Slams in seven years. Um, do you think that that ever might be beaten, do you think? Um, do you know what? I don't want it to be beaten because I think it's good the fact that there's competitive edge with all the teams. And actually, if you have a team that wins consistently every year, it sort of loses interest and, and the spectators don't want to watch it. So I think it was great that we got that opportunity back then. But now I, I like the fact that any team can possibly win it. You know, England, Ireland, France, they're all strong nations. Yeah. Uh, do you think you retired in 2014, was it? I, yes, it was, yeah. yeah. Do you, how do you think the game has changed even since then? It's, um, I, obviously, when I was playing back then, it was brilliant. I was, I was a great rugby player and <laughs> yeah, I sort of, of set the standard. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, question. Yeah, yeah. So just going um, yeah, yeah. It was all about me. But yeah. now, do you know what? The, the game has, has gone so far. What's great now is that you've got more people watching women's rugby. Um, I mean, the World Cup final had 2.6 million viewers in our, in, back in England anyway. Mm. Um, so it just highlights the fact that more people want to watch it uh, and more women are getting professional contracts as well, which never used to be the case before. So a lot has changed since 2014. Yeah. How did you get into the game of rugby? Uh, my PE teacher, a female Welsh PE teacher, uh, and um, so she started doing rugby and I was quite intrigued by that. And she said, look, you muck around a lot, you get in trouble a lot, so I think rugby's designed for you. <laughs> um, and that's what it is. I, I picked up my first rugby ball, made my first big run, my first big tackle. I saw Josh's tackles. So the first big tackle and I, and I fell in love with the sport and uh, haven't looked back since. What's your favourite part of the game? Um, favourite like part Josh's of the game? Josh is clearly tackling. Yeah. <laughs> tackling has, has to be up there. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love it. It's the only sport where you can get away with being quite physical and aggressive and not getting arrested for it. So I have to admit, that's, that's quite big. Um, I, do you know what? I have to admit, I love, uh, I love the banter in rugby because in the normal world, you can't have that banter. You can't have that sort of um, just jokey nature. And in rugby, especially with a lot of your teammates, you, you keep that, that feeling that camaraderie for such a long time and some of my best friends still are in the sport and will be for the rest of my life. And was it always rugby? Were there any other sports? Or Yeah, I used to do shot put. Yeah. Um, not the most entertaining of sports. And I, I, I did it pretty well when I was young. And then when I finished playing rugby, I decided to try and get myself to the Olympics. <laughs> as, as a shot put. As you do, you know. Steve took up golf. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll just go to Rio. <laughs> <laughs> no biggie. I, I didn't actually make it. Okay. Um, I think you, you go to a sport where you've got lots of people People, lots of teammates and, yeah. and coaches and then you go to a sport where it's a circle and you've got a metal ball and you've just got to throw it out and so I didn't I didn't really mm. enjoy it as much um, and I wasn't throwing it as far I, I mean I'm also quite small I could be a lot of the women's shot put you know I'm that tiny and <laughs> so I gave it a go enjoyed it but then realized it wasn't for me 
Uh, do you watch the men's game as avidly as you would? I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pundit, so uh, I work for a company called ITV, and I do the men's uh, games as well as the women's. Yeah, and enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah. Brilliant. I've got two words written down here. So your memories of your great, great memories of your entire career, but I've got yeah. two name, uh, words written down here. You'll have to fill in the gaps for me. I've got Owen Farrell, and the word arse. <laughs> so take it I'll away yeah. Maggie Alfonso. be cheesy with my words um, okay. so basically uh, when I was playing for England a few of us players had the opportunity to work in some of the um, academies the men's academy or well, boys academies at the time so Owen Farrell was part of the boys Saracens Academy and um, I had the privilege to be able to train with some of the lads to help develop my skills and Eddie Jones at the time was a director of rugby at Saracens he came down, took a coaching session with the academy boys, and I was there, and um, he said, we're just going to do rugby now, we're just going to play a game. And Owen Farrell got the ball, and he spotted me, and he went right at me. And as you do, you've got to tackle him, haven't you? So I literally <laughs> gave him the full-on hit. He didn't go on his arse, um, but I like to make up that he has yeah, gone yeah, on his we, arse we <laughs> <know what that laughs> to, to sell the story. Um, but... Yeah, he went right for me, and I and I made the good. Donica, you like that tackle. story? Yeah. I love that. I played against him a number of times. He's great, uh, great talent, but he's mouthy. So I was actually quite glad that I heard someone put him in his box. So well done, man. Brilliant. So proud of you. I don't know. I think it's. I agree, I agree, because I, I would love to put on Farrell on his arse as well. I think it's the way he goes, does that thing with his eyes when he looks up. <laughs> <laughs> it's something, there's something really evil about it. You know, I think it's like the, 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 you know, one of those really horror movies or something. Okay, listen, you, um, your favourite Six Nations moment. Okay, my favourite Six Nations moment had to be uh, 2003, England versus Ireland in Ireland. And it was the pre-match standoff. Oh, come on. We all remember that, don't we? You come into our country. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> you I know. come into our country. Go on, here. go on. Martin Johnson took out the England side. They stood on the wrong side. They're supposed to be on, the, I think it was the right-hand side. And they went on Ireland side where they were going to be singing the anthem. And uh, they told Martin Johnson and the England team to move back to their side. Martin Johnson was not having any of that. Brian just got brought out the island side and they decided to actually stand on the other side of the England team, so off the red carpet, and, and it basically, yeah, it was a bit of a standoff. Excuse me a moment. You're proud of that. I'm so proud. <laughs> Dare you come into my country? Martin Johnson stood let's, there and he's like, I'm not moving. It's actually really good to see a captain sort of stand, stand their ground because we ended up winning that game because I think the last oh, game... <laughs> I'm with her on this one. I, what are you guys hanging around and doing nothing? <laughs> no, I honestly, I yeah. think that shows a brilliant leader. Uh, he, was, he was told to go to that side, yeah. and he just showed, I'm not backing down that day. Yeah. No, I'm, he's my hero, so I'm like, oh, Martin Johnson. <laughs> so I just thought but it was an incredible for, moment. For what it's worth, I'm not, I'm not a rugby uh, brilliant person, but I actually think it is an amazing moment as well, and I think it demonstrates fantastic captaincy abilities and pride mm -hmm. in his own country. And I think it actually demonstrates what we love about the English. We want England to be cocky. And we want England to be horrible. Shut it, Irish. <laughs> we don't like it when England did the thing they did with Lancaster a few years ago. They went, oh, we're all quiet, England, just hoping for the best. We want England to be England. Isn't that right, Maggie? Yeah, I guess. But do you want England to be England on the last game of the Six Nations yeah. when it's England versus Ireland <laughs> and Six Nation decider? Do you Maggie, want England you to be? are rubbing it in there. <laughs> beginning to we want rise. them to be like that, Mario. That little arrogance. <laughs> Lovely. So then we go over and ruin it on Paddy's <laughs> <laughs>
Patrick Stade, the English in Twickenham. Oh, oh let's go. Okay. Maggie Alfonsi, everybody. Thanks to our fantastic guests, John Fender, Josh Van Der Fleer, Stephen Ferris, and Maggie Alfonsi.